You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, what up? What's going on? Episode 11 of the Wide Right Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Honey, as usual, of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Back to our original format today. Um, recording this on Tuesday morning, November 26th. Uh, so back to our original format. The last two weeks, the last two episodes have been abbreviated because of the bye week. But now that the bye week is over, Giants are back on the game field. Uh, we're back to our original format. So we're going to recap the Giants-Bears game from this past weekend. Um, Giants lost their seventh straight game, 19-14. to They're now 2-9 and on the year. Um, so the losing from the last two, the losing has just continued the last two months. They haven't won a game since September 29th, I believe. So that's pretty abysmal. We'll get into that, get into this, um, injury news and the, how the report on how Jason, Car- Jason Garrett could be targeted as the Giants next head coach. If both him and Pat Shermer are fired from their respective organizations, which I think is a crazy report. Get into that, talk about that a little bit, then finally get into the Giants-Packers preview, uh, which will be held this Sunday afternoon, I believe at 1 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. But I want to start with this. So, the Giants obviously aren't the only losing ball club in the National Football League, all right? There's a ton of them. But it seems like the Giants, out of all the losing teams in the NFL, it seems like the Giants are one of the only ones that aren't making any progress. You watch that game. Seven straight loss, 19 to 14 to the Bears. The offense looks much of the same. Every single drive looks exactly the same. It's either an incomplete pass in which no one is open on first down because Shermer's schemes are horrible. An inside zone run on second. Sometimes those are vice versa. Either way, it always leads to a third and long. It seems like this Giants offense has a third and long. They have to convert on every single drive. And then say it's a third and eight, third and nine. Shermer puts in a play that the receivers are running five-yard, six-yard routes. And then what? A couple yards just so you can punt? This offense just seems so stagnant and like they have no idea what they're doing. There's only 243 yards of offense they had. That's horrible. 150 yards from Jones. The lowest amount he's had in the game in his career thus far. 59 rushing yards from Barkley. Can't seem to get him going. The offensive line played a tad bit better. They only allowed one sack. But it was that one sack that put the game away for them, essentially. Wouldn't be a Giants game without Nate Solder getting beat badly to the outside. Allowing a strip sack of Daniel Jones. 
The Bears thus recovered the fumble very deep into Giants territory, led to the Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky touchdown run. So yeah, the offensive line was a tad bit better. And they're statistically, they're statistically on pace to be worse than they are last year. I know the statistics don't tell the whole story with an offensive line, but it tells a pretty big story. I mean, they're on pace to allow, I think, three or four more sacks than they did last year. That's like an extra game's worth. They only allowed one sack on Sunday, but it was the one mistake from Nate Solder that cost them this game. They were down 13-7. There was a one-possession game. That one mistake put away the whole game. And of course, it's on the offensive line, which has been a huge downside for the Giants this year. Huge downside. I mean, if it weren't for a great throw from Daniel Jones on that 4th and 18 play in the 4th quarter, the touchdown to Golden Tate, the Giants would have scored 7 points in this game. Some offensive genius Shermer is. I hate that term, too. I hate the offensive genius term because it hardly is true. It's hardly true. Whenever someone's, oh, he's an offensive Ben McAdoo was called an offensive genius. That, that was really true, wasn't it? They didn't score 30 points in any of the games Ben McAdoo coached. Any. Pat Shermer comes in and it's much of the same. I mean, they're scoring, they've scored 30 points before, but it just seems like this offense just has no, they, they have no identity. They have no rhythm. They have no tempo. They can't get anything going ever. They're so stagnant all the time. And no progress has been made from when he came on as head coach to now. When he came on as head coach, they had the number two pick in the draft. If the season ended today, you know what pick the Giants would have in the draft? Number two. Once again. They had number two pick two years ago. Selected Saquon Barkley. Number six pick this past year. Selected Daniel Jones, obviously. And now if the season ended today, they're back to the number two pick. Some progress Shermer has made in his in as head coach. Some quote-unquote offensive genius he is. Back to the number two pick. They're worse than last year, and they're worse than the year before. I've said this before. This Giants team, out of the three, so now it's their third straight losing season. Because now they have nine losses. Out of the three consecutive losing seasons, this team is the worst team out of all three. I gave the argument for why the, the team in 2017 was better. They had all the excuses. They had no running game. Barkley was still in college. Odell Beckham was hurt for the entire year. They had Eric Flowers at left tackle. They had an offensive-minded head coach that was worse than this offensive-minded head coach. Never scored 30 points in a game that he coached. They had all the excuses. 2019, no. They don't. They don't they don't have as many they don't have the excuses that they did two years ago. And they're definitely worse than last year. Last year they were four and four in their last eight games. They at least made some progress as the year went on. That's what gave fans hope about Shermer. But now there's no hope at all. Shermer should Shermer will should definitely go at the end of the year. They won't make a mid season coaching change. Um, I don't think the Giants organization would do that. They'd give him the respect to finish out the year. I mean, they they did fire Mac, Ben McAdoo in the middle of the year two years ago. 
But that had a lot to do with the benching of Eli and how they still lost with Geno Smith, the quarterback. So it was evident that it was McAdoo's fault. The team was struggling. It was evident that it wasn't the quarterback, which it wasn't. I think the Giants the Giants will give Shermer the respect to finish out the year, but I, then I think it's over. I think Black Monday will come after that final Sunday, Sunday afternoon Week 17 game against the Eagles. Black Monday will come the following day, and that'll be it for Shermer in New York. Um, and you have to... The, the, the Giants... When you look at the statistics of this past game, this defense allowed 335 yards total. They allowed 270 passing yards. Now, that's not the greatest number of total yards, but this offense for Chicago isn't great at all. I mean, Trubisky is... The reason, the only reason the Giants were able to lose by just five points is because Trubisky is bad. Trubisky has not had a great year. He was good last year. He did what he needed to do. You know, this team was very the Chicago team was very good last year. Playoff team won the NFC North. Trubisky did just enough of what he needed to, you know, do as a quarterback. Made the Pro Bowl. I know some people were hurt. That's and Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. That's why he was brought in um, to play quarterback in the Pro Bowl. But I mean, this year he's been awful. The only reason the Giants were only lost this game by five and were thus able to cover the spread was because Trubisky is just bad. And they allowed him to get two total touchdowns from him. Trubisky had a touchdown run, touchdown pass. I mean, this this defensive game plan still doesn't work. These defensive schemes are still horrible. Someone's open on every play. I mean, someone is wide open, it seems, on every single play. They torched the Giants in the third quarter. Corey Ballantine got torched numerous times. It was tough to watch. If they played a quarterback, if they played a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, it'd be a lot worse. And look at here. They play him this Sunday. So that should be amazing. I mean, that should just be well of the game for the Giants. It should be great if you're a Giant fan. Going to be amazing. I'm sure they'll win that one. Going to be fantastic. They'll probably lose by 25-30 points. This despite the Packers getting blown out by the 49ers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers struggles this past game against the Niners. They're going to make Aaron Rodgers look like Aaron Rodgers again. That's just what this defense does. They make quarterbacks who could struggle from time to time. I'm not saying Rodgers struggles from time to time. Rodgers had one bad game. But they're going to make him look like the Aaron Rodgers we all know. Because that's what this defense do. That's what this defense does. They make quarterbacks look phenomenal every week. They'll go 2-10 this Sunday against the Packers with Philly still to come twice. They still ought to play the Eagles twice. The best they could go is most likely 4-12. and And because uh, they have Miami at home and then they have Washington. And Washington's on the road. And Washington won. Washington beat uh, Detroit on Sunday. 
So who knows if that's even a, a shoo-in victory for the Giants. This team could go 3-13 and again. Maybe they lose to Miami. I mean, Miami beat the Jets, who beat the Giants. They could go 2-14. and They could go on a 12-game losing streak to end the year, which is so abysmal. It's not, a, it, it, it's scary. Two and 14, Shermer's done. I think Shermer's done anyway. Gettleman, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll get rid of Gettleman. Uh, I'm kind of hoping they do. Considering, how about this Leonard Williams trade? Leonard Williams has done a whole lot for the Giants, hasn't he? Three games, he's been like non-existent. They gave up two future draft picks for him just to, what, have him do nothing on the defensive line? And then they're going to give him a whole lot of money this offseason? And that's going to cut into the cap room so they don't have as much money to pay Barkley at some point? Or Daniel Jones, hopefully, at some point? It's just a crazy... And they gave up future two future draft picks for Leonard Williams while rebuilding. They are terrified to admit that they're rebuilding. Gettleman is terrified to admit that they're rebuilding. But they're, that this team, this organization is very much rebuilding. And it, it's... The, the fact that they're making that decision to... Leonard Williams has done nothing in three games. The fact that they made a decision to give up two future picks for this guy is unbelievable. So, I don't know if they'll get rid of Gettleman at the end of the year, but they should definitely get rid of... They should... He should be gone. Absolutely. Him and Shermer absolutely should be gone. All right, enough of that game. I can't... I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's it's done. It's over with. Seven straight loss. Probably eight straight loss coming up. But before we get into that, get into some injury news. So, safety Jabril Peppers has a transverse process fracture. Um, he left the game against the Bears early. That's why you saw Julian Love, the rookie, get an extended amount of playing time. Um, finally, he's hasn't gotten much action on the field at all. In his rookie year, so he finally got some action on the defense on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he had his first pick. I mean, it was an awful throw by Trubisky, but I mean, he racked up his first pick in his career, racked up his first combined tackle. Um, so a lot of firsts for Julian Love in the loss. Um, Pepper, so Peppers is expected to miss one to three weeks. So could be a chance he only plays two games this season. I mean, if he, if he misses three games, the next three games, we'll only see him for. The game against Washington on the road in week week sixteen, and then the game against Philly at home week seventeen. Um, so he could miss the majority of the rest of the year. And Golden Tate is in the concussion protocol. Uh, he suffered a concussion on the touchdown reception he had against Chicago on that fourth and eighteen play in the fourth quarter, which brought which brought the Giants within five. Um, it's unclear if Tate will be good to go for the upcoming game. Uh, if he isn't, the Giants have Shepard back, Sterling Shepard. Uh, he played against the Bears first time since week five, I believe. Um, yeah, week five against the Vikings. So he missed the last uh, five game, the previous five games from week five to week. So he missed the game against the Patriots, Cardinals, Lions, Cowboys, Jets. Yeah, missed five games in a row. He's missed six in total because he missed a week two loss to the Bills as well. He's had multiple concussions this year. Um, and, of course, if he if Tate isn't good to go, they'll have Shepard and they'll have Darius Slayton, who's impressed for the most part in his inaugural season in the pros. Um, but will fans and 
the team will have an update on Tate as the week goes on. Um, and when any, and, and anybody see this report, Jason Garrett could be targeted as the Giants' next head coach um, if both Garrett and Shermer are relieved from their duties as res- uh, head coach of their respective organizations. So the Giants want to target or would consider targeting Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett if he is fired by the Cowboys. Jason Garrett, a coach that this team plays, this team sees twice a year. And we know what, the Giants know what they would be getting out of Jason Garrett. And that's a stagnant organization. The farthest he's gotten is an NFC Divisional game. He's won two playoff games, and this is his ninth year. He's he's coached eight full seasons. He's won two playoff games. Two. Two playoff games he's won in eight seasons. As a, I wouldn't want that at all for this team. I think that would be an awful hire. If they were to get Jason Garrett, I think that would be a terrible hire. I think the Giants would go would stay right where they are if they have Jason Garrett as head coach. They wouldn't make any progress. They wouldn't get any better as an organization. It would be much of the same as it's been the last three years if they get Jason Garrett to be their next head coach. There's no shot he will be the best candidate for that for that job. There's numerous other candidates that could be. I would take Kellen Moore, the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, over Jason Garrett. I mean, that offense didn't look great against New England, but what offense does look great against New England? It's looked good for much of the year. Dak Prescott has had a great year. Dak Prescott is much better than he's been with Callan Moore as their offensive coordinator. I would take him as the Giants head coach over Jason Garrett. I would take uh, the Ravens offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, as the head coach. I would take... Robert Saleh, the um, San Francisco defensive coordinator. I would take either of those guys over Jason Garrett. There's no shot I would, the Giants should target Jason Garrett. None. It would be much of the same. They wouldn't make any progress as an organization. I think if that's a true report, I mean, that is just unreal. And the Giants would be the type of organization to make that mistake too. So if that ends up happening, if Shermer is fi- Shermer will be fired. If Gate, if Garrett's fired, especially if the Cowboys don't end up making the playoffs, I think Garrett's gone. I think if they even do make the playoffs, they lose in the first round. I think he's gone then too. If they make the playoffs and lose in the wild card round, I think they they may fire him even with that finish. So even if they make the playoffs, I think Garrett's gone. If Garrett is fired and the Giants... I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants seriously, and I mean seriously, consider him. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. They, they, they would be the organization to make that bonehead mistake. There are numerous other candidates that would be, that would be better off with than Jason Garrett. 150%. All right. Enough of that. Let's get into the final segment, previewing the Giants-Packers game uh, this Sunday at one o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, I believe. So the two Giants at two and nine are facing the eight and three Packers. Um, Packers are 
obviously the favorite, uh, minus six and a half. When you look at the stats, it doesn't seem like the Packers are statistically that great or dominant in any way. Offensive side of the ball, they're 21st in yards per game, 13th, 13th in passing, 19th in rushing, twi- top, tied for 12th in points per game, and tied for 25th in third down percentage. Um, of course, the, but it's the Giants, though. They're facing the Giants, so obviously the Giants are worse in almost every category. They're better in third down percentage. They're 18th um, as opposed to 25th for the Packers, but the Giants are 25th in total yards. 22nd in passing, 21st in rushing, 24th in points. So, it goes back to what I said. Even with the Giants don't face statistically great teams, they're going to make them look like the 85 Bears. That's just what it is. They're going to make them look like, and that's, the, the Packers defense isn't great statistically either. They're going to make them look like the 85 Bears, guaranteed. Their offense isn't statistically great. They're going to make them look like the 2007 Patriots. Packers defense isn't isn't great at all. 28th in total defense, 23rd in passing, 26th in rushing, 14th in points, 28th in third down percentage. And they're going to make them look like the 85 Bears, guaranteed. When it comes to the offensive side of the ball for the Giants, they need to establish an identity and do it early on. We don't know what the ty- what the type of offense they are. They aren't good in a ton of aspects on the offensive side of the football. They got to establish something early on and build momentum as the game progresses. You got to get Barkley going early. This Packers rush defense is struggling. As I said, 26th in rushing in rush defense. You got to give Barkley an extra block. Take advantage of that. You got to give Barkley an extra blocker too. Put Elijah Penny back there if you have to. Barkley's ankle isn't holding up great. He's got. He's not as great at making people miss as he was last year. You got to give him the support he needs. Get him an extra blocker. You got to perform better in the trenches, or else Barkley. He's not. Be, he's he hasn't been able to make. As many people miss as he did last year. You gotta give him the support he needs, and you gotta give him the 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 adequate number of blockers that he needs to produce well on the field. The schemes in the passing game need to be better too. This pass defense isn't great. Um, Shermer needs to design schemes to get these guys open and to get these receivers and weapons open and into space. It's gonna help Daniel Jones a ton. It's gonna make his life a whole lot easier. You don't want your rookie quarterback. Your 22-year-old quarterback to be fitting, fitting passes into tight windows every single play. That's how mistakes are going to be made. That's how interceptions are going to be thrown. You need to design schemes to get these guys open and into space. That's the only way this passing game is going to work. Daniel Jones isn't Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's not Tom Brady. He's not able to fit these balls in the tight windows. You gotta get these guys open and design plays to get these guys open, make his life a whole lot easier. And it's gonna keep his confidence. If you do that, his confidence is gonna be, is just gonna keep rising. Make his life easier. That's what you should do for your rookie quarterback, which Shermer hasn't thus far this year. 
On the defense on the the defensive side of the ball for the Giants, the weapon you absolutely need to contain is the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, who else? You have to keep him inside the pocket. Rush from the edges, have pass rush support up the middle as well. You need to you need as a pass rush and as a front seven, you need to trap him and you can't allow him to get outside the pocket. That's where he could be the most dangerous. If Aaron if this Giants defense allows Aaron Rodgers to get outside the pocket, which they probably will because they're very unprepared all the time. He will be very dangerous. And he will torch this Giants defense all day if the front seven allows him to do that. You have to keep him inside the pocket. You have to trap him in there. You have to make his life a lot more difficult than it, than it could be. Because if, if he gets outside that pocket, it's going to be a long day for this defense. Just like it's been all year long. Make his life hell. There's early success in the defensive side of the ball and containing him. will get this home crowd at MetLife real into it. And if you get success early on, it could screw up his tempo for the, re- for the remainder of the game. It could screw up his rhythm as a quarterback. The weapon you need to focus on is Aaron Rodgers. The Giants defense needs to focus on is Aaron Rodgers. Contain him, and they should be fine. But they got to contain him, and that's a very tough job. So we'll see if they get that done. Hopefully they do. But I'm not going to. So I said earlier that I don't think the Giants win this game. Uh, I'm not endorsing a Giants win. I just don't think they, you know, I just, I just don't think they execute the game plan very well, even if they have one, which is which it doesn't seem like they ever do. But I just don't think they execute the game plan um, the correct way. Um, I think they'll, as I said, they should, they got to trap him, Aaron Rodgers inside the pocket. Uh, I think they won't do a great job at doing that. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big day against this Giants defense. He's going to have a bounce back game uh, after struggling against San Francisco uh, on Sunday night. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big, big day in MetLife, and I, I'm not, I'm not endorsing a Giants victory at all. I just, I just don't think they can get it done. Um, you know, as I said, the only reason they lost by five to the Bears is because Trubisky is horrible, and Aaron Rodgers is a lot better quarterback than Trubisky. And everyone else would agree. So I don't think I don't think the Giants win this weekend. They'll drop the two and ten. Um, but we'll see how it goes. But all right, that concludes episode eleven of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host Ryan Honey. Signing off. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. And I'll talk to you guys next week.